Welcome to the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. This is Constance, and today we are with Ember Renee. She is a psychic brand activator. I'm so excited to learn more from her about balancing the masculine and the feminine in business. We'll be learning more about her journey and how she now has this amazing offer of Reiki-infused branding. So let's jump right in. For those listening to you for the first time, could you give them a little intro about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Amber Renee. I'm a psychic brand activator and business coach, and I tap into your energy to create soul-aligned graphics, branding, and marketing so that you can magnetize and monetize your soulmate clients. Basically, what that means is not only do I create your visuals for your branding, all of your cover photos and Instagram uh, highlights and make it look pretty. But I also help you with the strategy side of things um, and helping you show up really authentically so uh, that you enjoy using your gifts and getting paid for them. You have so many great posts. And when I see them, I'm always like, I need to post something. And I love that about your <laughs> post. I'm like, what am I doing hiding? Oh, And that's what I really try to be an inspiration for other people, because I know that in the beginning, I was like, I have no idea what to post. I have no idea what to say. Like, and so for a long time, I was literally just like dear diarying all over Facebook. Like every little thing that happened, I was like, just sharing, but there was never any uh, like cohesiveness to it. And it never like tied back in to what I was launching at that time. It was literally, there was no rhyme or reason to my posts. And um, I, I know that that was really hard for me, like connect the dots and realize that I literally didn't have to share every single part of my life. And I think even one coach said to me, she was like, I can always tell when somebody comes from like a beach body or like some other type of MLM because their posts are all so similar. And I remember just being like, oh my gosh, I need to break that habit. I want to get out of that. Like, how do I do it? That's really amazing. Someone reflected that back to you. So what did you do to break that habit? I would honestly, and this is exactly what I've been talking about recently, honestly, just having complete, I I mean, there's probably a couple things, right? But having complete clarity over my branding and message and the programs that I was selling, I didn't realize that, that there was kind of like a, a balance of posts that needed to go out. Like sometimes you share but only as it pertains to what you're going through or what you've learned, right? Before I wasn't making that connection. I was just sharing, sharing, sharing because I didn't know what to post. And then once I got super clear on like how, what I went through and me overcoming it would actually help people feel safe to share things with me. And then once I realized like, okay, I am, I'm not just, trying to be relatable here. I am trying to show up as the leader who fucking helps people, right? So I'm only going to share the things in my life as I feel called that I think will help somebody through whatever they're going through. Because I feel like for me, and I feel like we all feel like this, but like, I feel like my journey is so much harder than everybody else's, right? Because like we online, it's just like this highlight reel. 
And so it always seems like it's just easier for everybody else. And I want to make it known that it's not like this is hard. Absolutely. Everyone has their own challenges. And it sounds like what you were missing is something that I'm struggling with right now. Every time I get like a download of something I want to let people know about, I'll take it and I'll make a podcast about it. I'll do something with it. And it ends up being this freebie thing. And I, I have to stop doing that now. And I, I was going to put out a podcast today and I stopped myself and I was like, why are you doing that? I need to give myself time for integration too, to allow myself to learn whatever it is that is coming through from it. Cause I started working with Thor over the weekend. I had no intention of doing that. I was going to go out. I was going outside to work with Aphrodite. I was like, what do you need when you're done with, you know, giving birth and pregnancy and stuff, probably self-love. And I yeah. opened, I'm opening the door and thunder rumbles. And I'm like, it's Thor. Like I'm working with Thor. <laughs> oh my gosh. So. Yeah. I, I seriously, I mean, I, I think that was a, a big turnaround for me too, is I was doing really well at putting out offers and having them sell. Um, but then they didn't go anywhere. So I was good at giving out freebies. Like my, I, I used to do the free Canva class all the time. And then I realized like nobody was paying me for the paid Canva classes because I was giving out all the information for free. So why would they pay me? Like I gave away like all my secrets. And so once I realized like, okay, I don't have any sort of onboarding process. I don't have any sort of like I just put out these offers because they feel good. Okay, cool. I've got three people signed up for a psychic strategy session. I had 33 people sign up for once I started doing the paid Canva class. You know, I had 129 sign up for the freebie. But then that was it. There was nobody converting. No, the, the offers didn't go anywhere. You know, even after a call with someone, I'd be like, okay, have a nice day. Instead of being like, Hey, I feel totally called to like, to continue working together. If you're up for it, this is what I have next. I didn't have that in my business in the beginning. I, I think that was a big turnaround too, is like finally positioning myself as a leader who gets paid, you know, like who actually has a process assist, like system strategy structure, you know, that I actually have a business now, like that works. There's so many moving parts, you know, you're, we're just putting out offers that don't lead anywhere. Then there's, I feel like that's when we keep trying to reinvent the wheel, right? We keep coming up with, okay, well that didn't work. Let me come up with a new offer. Right. But it's just like one after, offer after one offer when really we want to give people a funnel to go into to get to know us with the freebie and talk about the same you know subject for a couple weeks so like you said with the download you know you get the download and then you like put it out well that one podcast episode you can still put that out but you can also continue to talk about it throughout the week and continue to send people to that podcast episode. You can make a post about it, send an email about it. Like it's not a one and done thing, right? And if people are still interested and still asking you about that topic, then that's when you turn that into a, a how-to, you know, you turn it into a course or an offer or a masterclass. If it looks like it can, can continue to be something that you can make a program out of, right? 
because sometimes it's not sometimes it is only a one-off thing yeah I agree that's that makes total sense to me there's like I don't even know where to start asking you things there's like so much great stuff you just said (laughs) this is my jam I feel like whenever I'm on like camera or doing podcasts I, I feel like I'm like yes I thrive on this because I genuinely care and I want to give people as much information as I can because like I said I just I know what it feels like there's been so many times when I'm just like I'm done I quit I was not cut out to be an entrepreneur there's too many ups and downs and highs and lows like I'm not supposed to be doing this and I kind of like throw a little shit fit and then five minutes later I'm like all right put me in coach. I'm good. And I'm like, what was that? I just love your raw honesty about that. I've been through that so many times, the ups and downs that you're talking about. It's so common in the beginning, especially with Facebook to not realize that the people that usually are going, usually are going to buy from you are the people who don't comment, who don't like sometimes your post. There's people actually reading and you won't even know it that you're getting any traction. So you have this one post and I copied it out. I love it. It's, it comes from one of the ones that you did is about abandoning yourself. So that's what I feel like branding is learning to stop abandoning yourself, learning to become fully expressed as you are allowing yourself to be too much. I really love that. And you had a post also might be from that one about being allowing yourself to be more. And I kept thinking like the little mermaid, like I want more and like how you're allowed to have that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I I literally never allowed myself to like the things that I liked because I was always looking around and surveying to like, wait for the, okay, wait for the go ahead. Like, is it okay for me to like these things? Is it okay for me to do this? Is it okay for me to do that? And And I got to this point where like, I got into this really rebellious state once I got to the end of high school and in college where I just let loose. I did not give a fuck. I just, you know, I I mean, I was partying and I didn't care what anybody thought because I had put myself into this like uniform state for so long and uh, abandoned myself abandon what I, what I wanted, what I liked. And I, I feel like I'm still finally like learning to like what I like. Literally a couple months ago, I was visiting my girlfriend, Vanessa, who is an amazing Reiki healer. Um, she lives in Chicago right now. And I was visiting her and we had bought some stuff while I was there. So I needed an extra piece of luggage to come home with. And I went into TJ Maxx. The only luggage that they had available at the time that was cute was this like shiny leopard and rose gold hard rolling suitcase like my inner child lit up and it was like oh my gosh that is so like extra like I immediately shut down I was like no I can't get that you know like for whatever reason I was like I can't get that and then I went to another store they had nothing I went to another store that was closed and finally Vanessa's like just go get it and I'm like yeah. Why didn't I just get it? And now like then I was like strolling through the airport, like, look at me, bitch. Like I was so excited. And I'm like, why wouldn't I allow myself to have that? You know? So I feel like we're like continuously governing ourselves so much. Uh, and it really does stem back to like what people would think. It does. And- yeah. I was thinking that when you were talking before, I was like, 
when you're talking about the different offers you're doing, it's that feeling of what do you want? Like what will impress you? Like you're just showing up waiting and hoping. Oh my gosh. Yes. We post with the mindset of like, what, what are people going to respond to the most? I I really think they're going to like this post. And I, every time I've ever had that mindset, I'm like, get so excited about this post I wrote because I think everyone's going to like it nobody fucking likes it. Like one person or two people see it. And then I get like hard on myself. I'm like, Oh, I thought that was a good post. But anytime I just like, you know what? I go into that bucket. I'm just going to share this. I'm probably embarrassed to share it, but I'm going to anytime I've done that from my heart, from my soul, um, from a genuine place. Those are the posts that do the best. Yes. It's that vulnerability. Yeah. And it's from a genuine place of like, I just want to help you. Like, I want you to know that, uh, you know, don't put me on a pedestal because I've got, I mean, we've all got our own stuff. I just have learned a lot of tricks along the way from failing so many times, (laughs) you know, yeah, I keep going as much as I can. I love that your perseverance. It's been interesting watching your journey. And I have to ask you about this because I was like, oh my gosh, like she does business and she does spiritual. Like, was that hard to put those two together for you? No, honestly, from the very beginning of my spiritual awakening, um, I had, I had started with an MLM company with Beachbody back in, I want to say 2016. And at that point, when I started with them, I had already owned my own fitness camp classes Um, my husband and I owned a baseball Academy and I ran, uh, the strength and conditioning and I did boot camp classes there. And then I joined Beachbody as just an extra income, you know, to, to provide for, for my clients that couldn't get to the gym every single day, you know, being new moms or whatever. And so I was already like kind of in the thick of it into marketing and to entrepreneurship on the physical plane with brick and mortar. When I ha- went through my awakening, it was right after I had hired my first coach. She, I hired her for, you know, health and fitness. And I remember her just going through, the, oh, you can do this. You can create these workouts and you can, and immediately I was like, nope. My, uh, my sacral was like, that's a hard no. Like, this is not what you're meant to do. You know, you don't want to do this forever. So slowly, but surely I just, I was like offering card readings, you know, as soon as I learned, I was like, teach me all the things like right away. I was like, I like, I can do this. You know, I want to do this. I I want to do my own thing just because, you know, as bad as MLM is, I was able to build up my mental strength because they had us working out every single day. They had us journaling and reading personal development um, and, and surrounding myself with all these people who were like making millions by selling this product, right? Like to watch people like glow up online. I was like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so I wasn't sure like where my business was going to go with the tarot readings and the mindset work. Um, but I realized that I really loved helping people kind of expand not only their awareness, but their, their belief in themselves that they could 
start their own business and they could work for themselves. I started working with startups and I'm like, oh, I'm just messing around, creating some logos. Um, I'm like, here, you're starting a business. I'll just design this logo for you because it's fun for me. And it, I just so happened because I was already in the online space and had a lot of um, entrepreneurs on my feed. I just started creating logos uh, for specifically spiritual entrepreneurs throughout. I just kept, you know, investing in myself and developing my gifts and kind of all developed from there. From having that workout background, being embodied, you're more like in touch with your body from that. And it helps you with the spiritual so much more. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, everything comes full circle, right? So just recently um, I started working out again I started training for triathlons and I hadn't been working out for like a few years. I was like, Oh, I'm a mom now. I'm too busy. I have this going on. You know, there was this part of me that was like, can I still share this in my business? Can I share this side of myself? Because, you know, in my brand, I don't want to confuse people. You know, I, I talk about all the spiritual stuff. Like, shouldn't I be doing yoga or something? You know, there was this part of me that was like, can you, can you be this person? And then I'm like, you know what? hell yes, I can be this person. I preach like being all the things and doing all the things. So it's just funny to see um, how everything comes, comes back because now I feel like, you know, that was my process getting started, um, waking up every single morning and working out, like I said, reading personal development journaling, um, meditating, all of those things. That's the self-discipline I learned from doing that. I really think helped my mental health and, and strength. Um, and now, so I'm really trying to tie that back into my business now and like, let people know, like, these are, these are all moving parts of yourself, but they affect your business more than, you know. You reminded me of something that I was going to post yesterday and I, I stopped myself. It didn't feel like the right timing. And it was about how sometimes you do unrelated things and you need to do those unrelated things is going to help you like go forward. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just think of like, you know, the, the, the musician, like the artist, they have to write songs all the time. Like a, a painting artist, like they have to paint stuff. And sometimes like, you have to do other things in order to get, go get inspiration somewhere else or, or experience something else that is going to spark an idea. And I think that's why it's so important to do life, you know, to experience life, to follow what lights you up because um, it can't be business all the time. I can honestly say for me, that has been kind of the hardest thing is really trying to balance out that masculine and feminine energy in my business because I am so forward. I am so um, outspoken and I am so in my masculine. It's so easy for me to, to get into my masculine. Um, I love physical work. I love anything like hardworking. Like that's probably why I love triathlons too is because it's just like, I love getting down and dirty and doing, you know, the hard stuff, but because I do all that, like I have to learn, you know, to also balance that out by, by the, the feminine energy, you know, learning to, when it's time to take a break and allowing myself to, um, take breaks, even if I haven't done something really strenuous, you know, 
I love that. That's something I learned from Thor that I that I was like back and forth on sharing with people, but it goes into more depth. But it's the whole idea that like not many people know this. We're like, volcanoes are bad. Storms are bad. Hurricanes are bad. Like all these like storms that we don't like and we get upset about the weather and stuff like that, but it's creating balance in the world. That's what it does. And sometimes you need a storm in your life to do that. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I actually, I'm a sicko. Like I love thunderstorms. I I do. And the same thing can be said for the ecosystem. Like I don't kill bugs. Like I really don't like, I mean, if a mosquito bites me, you know, fine. (laughs) But like, as far as like spiders and stuff in my house, I'm always like trying to catch them and release them. My husband thinks I'm crazy, but it's just, um, it's just, I know that everything matters, you know, like everything, our ecosystem is so complex, you know? And like you said, the weather we're, I, it's all working for the greater good. Oh my gosh. It reminds, have you seen manifest on Netflix? No, I need to. Oh my gosh, you have to watch it. Well, one of the sayings in there is like, all things work for the greater good. And I feel like that that exact statement was perfect for, for what we're talking about. Because, you know, me being a Libra, I'm all about balance. So that's like my number one thing is like finding balance. So yeah, we need the rain. <laughs> we need um, some disruptions. We need the storms in our lives. You know, I I think a lot of us recently have been so, you know, addicted to our healing that we forget to live and we forget to balance that out. Like we don't need to be, you know, working 24 seven, but we also don't need to be like relaxing 24 seven. And we don't need to be, you know, everything is not a lesson and everything is not uh, something that needs to be healed. You know, sometimes you just need to uh, live a little, you know. Yeah, I totally agree to enjoy being human. Yeah. Even sensual, just enjoying something as simple as chocolate and being there with it here and now. Hell yeah. Actually, one of my clients, she said this beautiful quote. Let me think so I can say it the right way. It was like, it was something along the lines of like, uh, spirit wants to experience the human just as humans want to experience the spirit. So it was basically saying like your spirit guides are vicariously living through you. And I think that's what the fuel is, right? That's why following what lights us up in business, life, relationships, those desires are coming out within you to be experienced. And the more you follow them, it's like giving your spirit and soul fuel because they enjoy that, you know, um, in, in, in 5d in the spirit realm, they don't have the five senses, you know, they communicate through telepathy. Um, they don't experience (laughs) the things that we experience, mainly one of them being the orgasm. Like, I just remember that, like they, you know, um, but it's just funny because I'm like, it's so true when you're dancing or you're, um, in creative flow, it's as if time stands still. And I feel like that's, that's fuel for our spirit that gives us uh, fuel to keep going. And, um, it it gives us more, that's when it creates more opportunities for us to get into those states. You know, people say all the time, this, this life was not meant to be hard. I don't believe it was either, but I think, you know, the ego shows up and it, and it feels hard because we're in resistance to it because we're not, uh, continuously doing the inner work. 
like us in the spiritual community, I feel like it's almost harder because we're so addicted to doing the inner work that we experience a, um, a lot more up levels and a lot more growth than other people. So it feels like it's harder for us. Yeah. And you get to this. Um, I feel like sometimes we get lost in the idea that we're going to reach this certain point and it's like, yeah, but the whole journey is about all those different points where you heal. And like, I know Celtic posted about it. It's like, well, it's done when you're dead. And it's like, yeah, yeah I have to remember that sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Someone, someone said the other day, um, you have to fall in love with the journey. And I knew that I knew that An- another quote that somebody said to me, she, she said, Ember, there is no there, there is no there. And right. I let that sink in. Everybody is trying to get somewhere that is a metaphorical place. You might never get there because there is the end, you know? So even when you get to where you want to be or, or you are at, it, it still will not feel like enough if you're not doing the inner work. You know, I remember in the beginning of my business, I'm like, if I just hit $5,000 a month, I will be set. I will be happy. My bills will be paid and I'll be good. Girl, I hit $5,000 a month and I didn't even realize I had hit it. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize it. So I had to like go back a couple months later and be like, oh yeah, by the way, guys, I hit my first $5,000 a month. And then, you know, and then when I hit 10K, I was like, okay, oh, oh my gosh, I hit 10K. Like you still have the same bills, but then you're also buying things that you could never buy before. And you're investing in coaches at a higher price that you haven't bought before. So the money is literally still the same. So if you don't feel any different on the inside, if you're not continuously doing the inner work, like you won't even notice a difference in the money that you're making. Was it hard to celebrate yourself? Yeah. Like I said, I I am very in my masculine. And so celebrating the small stuff is something I actively have to try and do um, and try and keep a gratitude. Uh, I, when I'm journaling in the morning, I try and do like a gratitude practice because I don't see my accomplishments as accomplishments. It's, it's, it feels like I'm always kind of hard on myself. Like, it, oh, that's not, that wasn't that big of a deal you know, but I will say like every one of my peers and people that I have seen that are really successful, they celebrate the smallest things. They celebrate every single milestone and then they take what they've learned. They make it duplicable so that other people can learn from them. So as soon as they accomplish something and they're integrating it into their business, they turn it around and they help people with that too. I love that. When you were talking about having all these healing experiences and stuff, I was doing some writing on Thor and I looked at the word enlightenment and you see it and it says lighten. So you're lightening the, the load is really what's going to happen. We're instead of what we perceive as we need more and more and more, it's so much releasing. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Because it's like physical and mental, but we yeah. put so much pressure on ourselves to uh, you know, to, to, like I said, to heal and, and, and to, we're hanging on to things from the past. You know, another thing that somebody said the other day that I, it was like the body remembers everything. It does. And could you just imagine like all the things that have happened to you in your life? You're just like holding on to them in your body. It's crazy. It's a lot. <laughs> 
and maybe and, and maybe some of it's not even from this life maybe you're hanging on to it from a past life exactly like it's literally in science now like some people are like carrying the weight of their ancestors it, it's scary like but at the same time it's like really fucking cool <laughs> because it's like we get to learn and experience all this and we get to kind of rewrite the story i feel like we are definitely the pioneers of Um, breaking generational curses and shedding things and and we're not going to pass them on to future generations. I completely agree on that. And it's, it is really an exciting um, work for us to be doing. So I wanted to go back to having you explain. So what is masculine and feminine energy? Yeah. So everyone, uh, everyone, male or female has both masculine and feminine energies within their body. It's just certain traits that we have. Masculine energy is really the, the, the structure, the organization, the, the putting plans into place, you know, physical workload, uh, things like that. And the feminine is the receiving, the pleasure, the relaxing, the, you know, taking bubble baths and, and <laughs> allowing yourself to have fun and play. I've also dabbled um, in, in thinking that some of the masculine and feminine traits are a little bit polar uh, opposite. Um, and I've talked about this a little bit is, is our... Uh, <laughs> our society, uh, we, we've been designed to think that, you know, men are the planners and men are the hard workers and they're good at all that stuff. But if I really think about it, men are so good at receiving, They are right? Like they're always ready to receive. They're always ready to have a good time. And, and you know, there's some discrepancies here and everyone is is different because we both carry both of those but sometimes I think like this could have been flip-flopped here right like (laughs) because women really I mean we are good at organizing and planning things and seeing things through so um I do feel sometimes that there it's a little bit skewed on how we perceive it but either way I think uh, a good balance between the two and something else I I probably should note is is there's kind of four energies with within the masculine and feminine there's divine feminine where you're like I said in flow in in this creative mode and just kind of playful energy and just you know, able to relax and and stuff like that. But then there's also a wounded feminine. This comes up when you're feeling feelings of comparison or jealousy, when you're feeling like just kind of like an unworthy energy that is really a wounded feminine energy. And that is a really terrible place to be, but I feel like we've all been there. And that's the importance of shadow work and, and inner work to work through those things and to stay grounded uh, because we don't want to stay in those. That's a pretty negative state to be in. And then for the, the wounded masculine energy, that would definitely be like greed and anger and really egoic state, right? Like you yeah. see the guys out of the bar trying to fight with each other. <laughs> that's the, that's the best I can compare it to. So there really is four. And so grounding yourself has been helpful for me to stay kind of like in that balance between the two and staying in that, what people call high vibrational state, um, is, is an even balance between the, both the masculine and the feminine for sure. 
Yeah. So when I talk about like masculine and feminine energy and business, I think about it like this. I think the masculine energy in your business is putting plans and strategies in place and creating kind of structure and guidelines for yourself to follow. And I think it's important to, this is what works for me is to, you know, create a routine or some sort of uh, self-discipline where I say, okay, I'm going to do this every single day for an allotted amount of time, you know, uh, usually 21 days is, you know, to create a habit. So I'll do it for at least a month. And then I, and, and I'll relax along the way and I'll fit, you know, I'll figure that out. But then once I have that structure in place and I see those plans through that allows my ego to not like me, not let my ego in, like, no matter what you're not getting in during this, this period of time, because uh, this is the guidelines. These are the boundaries that I've set for myself. And I'm going to continue to do it no matter what you say <laughs> during this time. And then once I kind of um, see that I can do it and I have these guidelines to follow, then I will allow, uh, then I will integrate the feminine energy into it. And I'll say, how do I want to show up today? What of these activities do I want to do today? Or do I want to do in the morning? So even if I have to do, say, five activities, say I, I want to make sure that I, I journal in the morning, I want to make sure I meditate, I want to make sure I work out, uh, read my personal development, and maybe pull cards, right? Well, I mean, let's be real. We can't all do all of those things every single day, right? Like our lives are busy, things are crazy, so I'll, I'll start integrating and I'll wake up with no alarm clock. You know, that, that allows me to feel freedom. And I'll, I'll say, oh, I'm going to um, decide to read this morning, or I'm going to decide to work out first thing this morning, you know, and then I integrate the feminine energy into it. I'm like, okay, what do I feel like? Which of these things do I feel like doing today? So that allows me to still have the self-discipline to get things done, but then the feminine energy of like allowing myself to also feel freedom within that structure that I've created. So you're being realistic is what you're saying. Yeah. And you also talk about self boundaries. I don't think we hear about that enough. No, no, because I feel like everyone is like, you should be doing this, or this is the way to do this, but there's not really like, like you said, realistic or applicable steps to take to do that. I mean, our lives are crazy and yeah, well, it sounds really good to, you should do those things every single day. It's not feasible, especially being a mom. You know, there was a point in time where I know specifically for me waking up at 4 30 AM before my entire house is awake. And if I'm not working out that day, I, try, I wake up early, like three to four days a week to work out. But if it's an off day and I'm not waking up early, I love drinking my coffee in the quiet, reading my book and journaling, like uninterrupted. That is one of my like favorite things to do. But when my youngest son was a baby, I couldn't do that. As soon as I woke up, he woke up or he'd be up all night. There's no way I'm waking up at 4.30 when he's up three times during the night, you know? And I think for a while I was so hard on myself because 
that's, that's what I, I liked. And I was like, well, if I can't get it in the morning, then like, I can't have that time. And then I can't grow my business because I need that time or I can't, you know, that I just gave myself like, I can't do it because I didn't get all my things done or all the things I wanted to get done. And so I had to learn to have grace with myself and just, you know, kind of be in love with that season of my life. Like I didn't read this morning. Well, the baby goes down in an hour. So I'll read, even if it's just for five minutes, you know, and I'll, and I'll drink a coffee at 12 o'clock when, when he goes down for a nap, instead of having it first thing in the morning, I'm still invoking those same feelings that I get at 5 a.m., but it's just, I, I had to learn to kind of be flexible with my routine. I agree. It's really important to do that. Even if you're not a mom, I'm going to suggest that you definitely still allow yourself to have those. It doesn't have to be your workout in the morning. Like today, I'm going to end up working out later today. And that's totally fine. I like how you point out that you were setting lim- limitations for yourself. Like even when I speak to my husband now and we have a baby, I noticed yesterday and I'm going to end up doing If you want to come on and do a video podcast with me at some point, we can definitely do that. I'm going to end up switching to that. And I, I know it because I was telling him like with a baby, like, how do I even put makeup on? How do I do my hair and stuff like that? And I just felt that inner, like, no, no, no. Like you're saying that, but you can do it. You can figure it out. It may take me all day to do my makeup and my hair, but I can do it at the end of the day. If I have to, after napping with baby, if I even can or toddler. Hell yeah. I agree because I think that, you know, and that might be a little bit of getting lost in motherhood. But for me, I I was like, oh, I'm a mom now. I can't wear those things, like those clothes. I am a mom now. I can't um, do my hair and my makeup every single day or like, and it was subconscious, right? It's not like I, I outwardly said those things to myself, but I just put those limitations on myself. Like, Oh, I, I don't have to get dressed up because I have nowhere to go. So I might as well not, you know, working from home, it would be like three o'clock and I'd still be in my pajamas. And after a while, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, why do I think that I can't take care of myself just because I'm taking care of all these other tiny humans? <laughs> It's just remembering that you're still a person is the hardest part, I think, and that you can have all these things that you want. Like what you're saying, like I threw out all my clothes with my, when I was pregnant for the first time, I was like, I'm never going to wear this again and stuff like that. And it took me a while to realize like, oh my God, you just became your mom. (laughs) Yes. It's like deciding that this little human is going to ruin your body and all these things. And that didn't happen because I didn't allow it to, and it's, I didn't allow that perspective to be there too at the same time. And you can be a sexy mom. You can be, I mean, there's milk for a reason, right? But we never, oh, that can be me. (laughs) It's almost like that with your business because your business is like a baby. So you almost put these limitations on yourself when you start a business too. Like you set limitations of what you're allowed to share uh, and, and how much of yourself you're allowed to share because you're still kind of like in that egoic state. Like it's almost like you're back in high school or you're back in middle school. Like you're going to be judged for, um, how like extra you are, or if you're too loud or if you talk too much, or, um, if, if you speak your mind too much, like somebody's going to come and silence you. 
you know? And I, I think that that's why I love branding so much is because I get to help people use their voice and express themselves in ways that um, they've been holding back in ways that they've been limiting themselves. And it's easy for me to see when I talk to people, you know, obviously being psychic and as I've developed my gifts, it's become a lot more pertinent. But when I talk to people, I see, I can see the picture of their business and they can't even see it yet. I see who they're meant to be before they see it. And it's, it, it makes so much sense to me. So it's easy for me to explain. I'm like, oh yeah, your business just goes like this. And you put this offer here and then you do this. And now you can show up as this person, you know? And I'm just like, I get so excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, your, your business is about to blow up. <laughs> oh, I really love your energy around that just being so excited for others. It's really hard to continue and to keep that energy, especially in the beginning of your business when you don't know about marketing and you don't know how uh, to write content, like you said, or how to create offers or business structure, structure your business in a way that, that makes sense and works for you. It's really hard to show up and be excited about what you have to offer and what you have to sell when you're worried about making money, right? Like- I agree, yes. When you're worried about paying the bills, everything online is like, you have to be in a high energy state in order for people to buy from you. You have to go take a bath and, and then the, the payments will come rolling in. And it's just like, that's not how it works. You know, um, the, the law of attraction doesn't work without action. Like it just doesn't. So how I see it is um, in business. This is how I see it. So. I'll be doing something like working in my business. All of a sudden I'll get a download from source, right? And I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm supposed to be doing this. I'll write it down and then I will wait. I'll wait for more to come about it, more to come up. If I sit there and try and be like, okay, what kind of program is this? How, how many weeks is it supposed to be? Sometimes maybe it comes through right away. But other times it's like I put in the order for the universe in order for a sale to happen. You have to, one energy has to be in their masculine and one has to be in their feminine. If I ask the universe to go out and, and give me a strategy for this offer, right? I'm in my feminine and I'm asking my man to go do something. Hey, can you go get me a Coke from the fridge, right? Me asking for a strategy. He's going to go do it. But. If I'm like, hey, did you get my Coke yet? Did you do that yet? Can I have my Coke now? Can you can you pop the bottle for me? And I like start, when are you going to get it? When's it going to come? Are you going to bring it with a glass? And I start asking all these questions. It's going to be like, I'm not getting you that. That's so annoying, you know? So I feel like that's with business. Like we ask for a strategy, but then we don't go back into our feminine and allow the universe to bring us that strategy to be able to follow through with it. You get into your masculine, you get the strategy, you, you create the program, and then you put it out there into the universe. Then you have to slip into your feminine to be able to receive because your clients, in order for them to purchase, they have to be in their masculine energy. So if you are sitting there during your launch, being that person asking like, when's it going to come? How's it going to come? You know, and you're constantly worried about it. 
<laughs> then it, it's almost like it's pushing that away. So I do believe in relaxing, but not at, until after you've done the work and you have the strategy and the structure in place first <laughs> and you've taken action in that sense. Um, and then you slip it into the feminine and, and be able to receive. But I think what's not talked about is that you can do this like literally every five, five minutes or every, like there, you can do it at any moment in time. You can do it 10 times a day. If you need to go between the masculine and feminine, I think people don't realize that they're either wanting to be overly in their masculine and like work, 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 or too much in their feminine. Um, or they think if I'm in my masculine, then I have to go into my feminine and stay there. There's just like times where it's like, oh, it's so in to be feminine right now. And it's like, but you need the other one too. Yeah. And that's how I see it for my business. And even for writing content, even content in posts, what I like to do with my content is sometimes, you know, when I put the offer out, I like to just be in my masculine and be like, here is the information. Like anything that somebody's going to ask me about this pro program, I'm like, here it is. It's a six week program. There's six calls. It's on zoom replay will be available. This is what you're going to learn. This is what you get out of it. This is why you should buy it done. And then sometimes I'll be in the feminine first and I will go into a story or I will go into flip into the energy of like what they're experiencing or what they're doing in their business that that's, you know, could be wrong. And then I will give them tips, right? So giving is also part of feminine energy, right? Right. And then it's, and then, and that's it. Sometimes I'll give, and then sometimes I will give in the beginning and then I'll ask for the sale at the end. So some posts, I, I, I love to marry the masculine and feminine energy, because if you read my posts and you get what you need out of it and you don't need any more help then I did my job. But there's other people that are going to be out there that read that post, got a lot out of it, but still need help with the integration part or need help. Like, um, applying it to their business. Well, how does this, you know, this, you gave me the information, which is awesome. You even taught me how, but like, how do I do it in my business? How do I do it in a way that works for me? I've been wondering, and I'm really excited to hear about what is Reiki infused branding. Well, I have, um, I'm a healer and I'm a natural healer, but I've also invested in my own gifts and I have uh, Reiki level one and Reiki level two cert. And so what I have decided to do, um, I do this thing called a psychic brand retrieval, where I will actually give my clients Reiki and I will tap into their energy and I will kind of just see if there's any colors that come up, any shapes, any symbols that come through during the session, I will ask their guides, like, you know, what are the best colors to use? Are there any symbols that they need to use? Um, is, is there anything that they need to know uh, about themselves or that they outwardly need to express in order to attract and magnetize people? Um, so I, I've done that. Uh, previously. So what I decided now is that people are actually going to have to go through that process before they buy a branding package, just because it helps with 
uh, people with clarity so much <laughs> that I don't want to redo your branding for you. I don't want you to have to rebrand in a month or two months because you weren't completely clear in the beginning. Right. And so I found that the people who have done the psychic brand retrievals have this anchored knowing they're fully expressing themselves. So I've also come up with this new concept that I'm just launching. Um, it's Reiki infused branding. So after you go through the psychic brand retrieval, the branding that I create for you will actually be infused with Reiki. And what that means is while I am designing, I'm actually going to be channeling and pouring Reiki into the designs so that anyone who, and, and with the intent that anyone who sees this design will feel the energy. They will receive literal healing from these designs. What this does is it's going to increase your, your brand frequency and it's going to mag like literally magnetize the, your soulmate clients, the people that you are really meant to work with. It's going to call them in faster because they are going to literally feel you at a cellular level. That sounds really amazing to me. I, I can't wait to see what happens with that for people. And I love that you have a process now where they have to go through that. The retrieval sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it in the past, partnered with Vanessa. Um, but now I'm literally, now that I've taken her courses, um, she's, she was my Reiki teacher and now I'm going off on my own and doing them. And, um, they're just really powerful. Um, and, you know, I, the thing I love about Reiki is, is, you know, it's, it's healing both of us at the same time to go through this process. So we're both healing as we do this process. And, um, I, I think that's, that healing should definitely be a part of everyone's business, uh, from the, from the get-go. So if I can kind of be the pioneer for that and say, listen, Showing up authentically is hard. You know, being yourself is hard. There's some, probably some hurdles that we're going to have to go through. There's some unlearning and deconditioning that we're going to have to go through. Like, let's do it now instead of, you know, going through it later on and then kind of feeling like crap that you, you keep changing your mind. You know, let's get clarity now in the beginning. Um, and all of these things, right? All the, the clarity in your business from the start, um, having a, a, a really defined, clear uh, business strategy and, and business structure, um, having your offers, like we had talked about earlier, all set up in the right way, um, and even creating content into a launch. Like all of those things are, are like my jam. I love the strategy side of it. Um, I'm a Virgo moon and rising. So the organization part is there for me. Plus getting in, you know, to the masculine part of that um, and then learning how to integrate the, the feminine, like I've been talking about, that's why I created this uh, group coaching program that I'm in the midst of launch. It's called the intuitive blueprint. And it's a kind of, you know, a little play on words. It's kind of like creating an entire blueprint for your spiritual based business, but it's all intuitive uh, coaching. So it's completely specific to you and your business and what you're going through at this moment in time. So there is learning and structure to it, but it's also, you know, the feminine side of it. It's all intuitive coaching. So um, I'm really excited about that because I'm like, these are all my, these are my things. This is what I help people with. 
it's really cool too because you're also helping them be in the feminine because they're receiving from you the information about the um the clarity too it's like like you said it's the marrying of both yeah for sure and I the thing I love about working closely with people people come to me because they're like having trouble explaining how like how their business makes sense right they're like it makes sense to me but I'm not really sure that other people understand or I'm not really sure that people are understanding what I do so when they give me the gist of what their business is I'm able to like just spit it out like this is what it looks like for me this is what I'm seeing you know this is what my guys are saying it should look like and I'm able to see like okay you're scared to show up because xyz you know and then I can go and I can recommend you know that they do some inner work or shadow work or get reiki or you know, I can also see like where they're struggling and need more support in that aspect. So is there, um, I want to make sure, did you cover all your offers going on right now? Or is there anything else you wanted to mention? The psychic brand retrieval um, is, is really cool. If they're interested in that, I can um, definitely, I can give you the link for that. But Uh, I think I covered that in the intuitive blueprint that I have going on right now. And my business is shifting, you know, from just branding to also healing work. That's kind of where my onboarding process is going. So I think those are the two things that I'd really like to share with people and and get them into those first. Um, And sometimes I feel like you don't have to get branding from me either. You know, even just having uh, the psychic brand retrieval um, just having some clarity before you start. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with people booking a session with me. Like I said, even in my posts, like if you get what you need from me out of one session, then cool. Like awesome. You know? Um, but there's also that this part, you know, when, when you're investing in yourselves, a lot of times our ego will try and, 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 you know, trick us. Okay. I've invested once I've learned what I need to learn. Now I can do it on my own. And I've learned like any time that I try and convince myself, okay, I've already invested. So like, I can do this on my own now. It has never gone over well. That is not true. Like I have learned that you have to keep the momentum going. Um, At least for me, you know, I'm, I, if I, you know, I had a, an OBM last year, she actually had to leave me um, because she went on to work full time for um, a pretty big name coach. But I remember after uh, she left, I was like, okay, I can just do this on my own now, you know? And, uh, and then like month, two months later, I'm like struggling hard, trying to remember to get my emails out and do all the things that she did. And I was like, okay, I lost momentum a lot when I lost her. I need to reinvest in a VA, you know, or, or not having a coach for a while or not having a healer for a while. I'm like, okay, let's continue investing here. That can definitely be a a hard thing too. I think as a mom is investing in yourself again, instead of being like, oh, well, the kids need this and that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially right now for me, um, in my own life, um, there's a coach that, that I'm getting ready to work with, but those thoughts still come up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to buy the kids school clothes and, um, you know, we're, we're saving to buy a house. So can I really invest right now? You know, and it would be really easy for me to just be like, no, it's okay. I'll just wait instead of really acting on, okay, what does my sacral say? 
you know, is it a gut? Yes. Invest go. Or is it, is it a wait, you know, is it a no or not right now? I love that you mentioned that making sure that you hear it within your body. If the yes or no, this is my first time doing a podcast interview after baby. So I'm figuring things out. Oh my gosh. No worries. No worries. I think I already had you go over being psychic and trusting. Was that hard in the beginning? You know, what was hard for me, uh, learning to trust in myself again, because I had, what I had realized during shadow work session was I was really giving my power away, um, to my husband. And I, I kind of was, he would say things and I would be triggered by them and take them to heart. And instead of doing the inner work, uh, you know, this is a couple of years ago, instead of doing the inner work and looking at myself, I would just make, let it make me feel like shit. And so I, I, for a long time, I didn't have that trust within myself because I had give, I had let it go. I had disconnected myself. I, I would say that I'm not feeling those things. I, because I, I wouldn't want to start a fight and I would not listen to my intuition about certain things. And I would just kind of let him lead because uh, for the sake of like not arguing. Right. And so when I had my awakening and I started tapping into my gifts, we really struggled like power struggle because I was learning to trust myself again and to find my voice again in my home, in my relationship. I, I found that it was holding me back in my business a lot too. Because, um, you know, I was afraid to, to admit that I was a psychic. I, I was afraid to not use my tarot cards, you know, and the tarot cards and uh, continuously having, not that I was looking for outside validation, but having these low end offers that, that were an easy guess in the beginning for people to kind of give me testimonials and feedback on that really helped me regain that trust because it gave me validation. Like, okay, my gifts are real and I, I do know what I'm talking about. And this isn't all made up in my head, you know, because I think that's the scariest thing about trusting your intuition is and I think the universe does this on purpose, right? It gives us like these outrageous visions or these wild things to see if we're going to bite, right? Um, to see if we're going to accept that that's what it is. And, and then once you say, yes, this, this is true, you realize that the more that you say yes and you listen and you trust um, the, these like weird visions and things that uh, things you hear that they give you, the more you trust, the easier it gets. I, I say it's a test because it's like if you can believe your spirit guide is a winged horse, a black and white winged horse or a unicorn, if you can believe that and you trust the universe enough to trust that, that's when I'll give you more. That's when I will give you the, expand your gifts even further. That's just how it's been for me. At least my guides, maybe they're, they're a little bit joking. I think that's what it is. It's, it's, it's learning to trust yourself. Um, and the more you say yes to the, to what you're, you're seeing, what you're hearing, uh, what you're feeling. And it just, you just let, kind of let it flow. The more you say yes to that, the, the stronger you build that trust within yourself. It meant so much to me when you shared that post about the divorce. 
that meant oh. so much um, because I don't know, like, I can only guess, but I don't know for you, like how your relationship started or what it was like, like me and my husband started dating and four months and I'm pregnant. So like we go back and forth, up and down and stuff like that. Cause we didn't get that time oh, yeah. together to like, you know, get to know each other or like for him, he was in a relationship and he just got out and we started dating. So he didn't get that time for himself either. And that takes a toll sometimes because we're both figuring our own selves out. And then now we're figuring ourselves out as parents and it can be a lot at times. So like that meant so much to me for that reason is that permission to, Hey, it's okay if your relationship isn't perfect all the time. You don't have to always share those moments. You can have those ups and downs and have those be seen by people. And you talked about the highlight reel. And sometimes part of the highlight reel is, is you coming out and being vulnerable. And that can be a highlight too. It's the perspective. Yeah. For me, um, what I've decided was that you know, I'm not going to share until I'm ready to share until I feel healed from it. My husband and I, we've been on a really rocky road the past couple years because I was, I tell everyone that I was normal, like just not normal, but like, I was just a regular girl when we got married. And then after, uh, my third son, you know, giving birth naturally, that sparked my awakening. And so I went from just like this regular person to now all of a sudden (laughs) talking to spirit and reading tarot cards and, you know, believing that I'm psychic. That was really tough on our relationship because he basically had to re get to know me all over again. There was this point, you know, this realization that I had, it was like, I was doing so much inner work and, and working on myself to, to learn, to trust myself again, to, you know, I was doing all the work. So somewhere along the line, I felt entitled to not have to look at myself anymore in the relationship. I'm, I'm like, I'm doing all this work. Like, there's no way it's me, you know, (laughs) there's no way. Like I, you know, like somehow I just felt entitled, like, oh, I've already been doing the work. Like this can't be me. It has to all be him because he's not owning up to his, his shit. And he's still, he's so in his egoic state and these things that he does is so narcissistic. Like, and I kind of demonized him, um, because he wasn't on my level. Now I had come to Jesus moment with myself. Like, do I really love him? You know, um, can I kind of stop trying to get him to level up and just let myself lead by example? Like, is that a thing? Can I do that? Can I, you know, actually look at myself and say, okay, where, where am I being um, toxic and and unwilling to budge in all of this? Yeah, I totally agree on that. It's definitely a hard thing to let go of. I was doing that too for the longest time, but I saw other people doing it. So I thought that, oh, this is what we do is that we keep trying to push your partner to change and it's not. Definitely yeah. not. That too. I felt like I had to share that with my audience once I was ready, but I also had to share it to own up to the fact that because I was um, back with him, I was hiding. Like I wasn't sharing that piece of my life because I felt ashamed. So, 
it was mirroring in my business. I wasn't fully showing up in my business because I didn't want people to know that I quote unquote went back because last year when it had happened, I was like, Hey guys, like I am so free. Like I released this toxic relationship and you know, like uh, we're done. I remember that. And then, you know, and then to be like, Oh, just kidding. I'm back. So yeah, I had to like really own up to the fact that, I mean, it was toxic, but once we both saw that it was toxic and how we were being toxic, we were were both able to look at it and say, okay, well, how can we not be, how can we actively try every single day to like be better and and not let this affect other areas of our lives? Um, Because like I said, it was affecting my business, you know, for a long time. And I thought that I had to just be, you know, a different person. I had to, to let him go or else he was going to hold me back because he wasn't on my level. He wasn't continuously growing at the rate that I was going through or growing at. So, you know, he is, must not be my soul match anymore. I understand that. I, um, I kind of did that with everything, all the craziness last year. Cause like my husband does politics and he's into Trump and I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, this did tear us apart. Cause I see the whole world falling apart and burning down and stuff like that. And it's like, it really was me coming up with any reason to, as you're saying, like the whole victimization, it becomes like so addicting. You'll come up with all the reasons. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. No it's, um, yeah. It's confirmation bias, right? It's like, we believe what we, what we want to believe. And then once we believe that we will, I mean, search for things that, that confirm what we believe. That's why I, I believe that the inner work is needed so much because we have to constantly be so self-aware or else if we're unwilling to look at our own flaws and um, our own belief system and that's when it's bad that's when it gets toxic that's when um, you know shit hits the fan I think yeah I agree and even having the possibility of hey like like you're saying, like to opening myself to seeing another perspective is also important. Yeah. And even, even for me, I'm like, I swear I used like me being a Libra as also an excuse, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I am justice. Right. I am balanced. Like I am so self-aware that this cannot be me, <sighs> but, the, but the problem is like, uh, we all have our own shit and we all have conditioning, uh, you know, things to unlearn and it, you know, the way that we are brought up. I think for me, I, I learned this is, is I never had like a, um, a healthy example of what love is and what love should be or could be because I, my parents didn't have that to me growing up. It was like, I had to be a hard ass. Like I, I, I had to protect myself because I, I didn't want to let anyone in. So I became the runner, you know, I would date guys that I wasn't attracted to just to, to make them feel better about themselves. I, I was healing them, not even knowing it, you know, uh, because I didn't have that healthy example. I didn't, I, I, okay, things are going bad. Like, what do I do? I run, I leave because I, I, I don't know how to stay and, and be loved because if this is what love is, it's scary. It's bad. It's, it, it's going to hurt. You know, I'm going to look stupid, whatever. Like it, for me, it's just, it, it's relearning 
you know, to love and to be loved and learning what love is really, (laughs) because like I said, I didn't, I never had that, you know, healthy example of, of what it is or what it could be and what it should be. Yeah. It's that permission that it's allowed to feel good. Cause yeah, you can end up running from a good thing, even in business, like it can get really good. And I think I've seen you post about that too. And then all of a sudden it's like, you need that storm. You need that awfulness and you're looking for it somewhere, anywhere. I mean, it's odd too, because like, just from hearing you talk about that, you can end up attracting like unhealthy relationships with clients too, because that's what, you know. Uh, And, and so another thing I will say, like one of my biggest breakthroughs, like I saw such a huge difference in my business when, um, when I, I I didn't know this. I forget even where it came from, but somebody said to me, um, like, are you waiting for him to say he's proud of you? You know, like I, for some reason I had never like allowed myself to feel like what I was doing enough. I never allowed myself to be proud of myself. And so like, I, once I said, Amber, like, I'm really proud of you. I just like broke down and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I really am so hard on myself. And I really have never, you know, I never heard it from my parents growing up. I always felt like, uh, you know, the black sheep of the family, like nothing I ever did was good enough. That was like an old story that had been running through my head. And I feel like it still comes up now. Like that's whenever shit hits the fan, I am like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. Or I, 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 I must be doing something wrong. I'm not good enough. And I'm like, okay, no, that's an old story, you know, that I no longer, um, um, align with, like, that's not my story anymore, but, um, just allowing myself, I was waiting for him to tell me he was proud before I allowed myself to feel proud, you know, and that was affecting my business because I, I, I wasn't, you know, allowing myself to succeed, you know, because I needed that support. Like I felt I was waiting for that support that I wanted but I wasn't giving that support to myself. (laughs) I was about to say that. Yeah. It's like, they can support you still, even though they don't know what you're doing or understand it. Like that's not so much important, but yeah, it's that support from yourself that was missing. Yeah. And once I started supporting myself and realized like that, I could separate my, my business, my life and relationships. And I didn't have to allow how I was feeling at, at home, I didn't have to allow that to affect my business. Things definitely shifted for me. Things definitely shifted because I was like, oh, I can show up. Uh, I'm still going to show up for my business and, and deal with the things I'm dealing with at home behind the scenes. And I'm not going to let that affect how I make money or um, you know, what's going on at home make me feel like because there's, I I have a shitty home situation that I I can't make money or I'm not worthy of making money. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I'm making money because this is what I enjoy doing, what I love doing. And I want to have that extra money to, to have for myself because for a long time, he was the only one bringing in an income, you know, minus a few times when I had to go back to work because we didn't have enough, you know? So I wanted my own thing. And once I found that I was actually good at it, I was like, oh man, I I have to keep doing this. You know, I have to keep helping people. 
Do you think, and you did the freebies for that reason too, you had a, he was the main provider. So I think I do that for that reason sometimes. Well, I think I did the freebies, um, like I said, to build my own yes, you know what, like for people, for validation, for people to be like, yes, this is really good. Yes. Do you know what you're doing? Um, yes, we like this, <laughs> you know? And then that actually, that really kept me going because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, is this how you run a business? Like, is this, is this the offers that you guys want? <laughs> and so it was just kind of like me just, um, throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what stuck, you know, and it worked until it didn't until I, I finally was like, okay, I can't keep, you know, having these up and down, you know, making a ton of money one month and then nothing at the next. Like I have to come up with a better strategy. Um, like it has to be easier, you know? And so every time I feel that way, I invest, I'm like, okay, there's something else I need to learn, to scale, to go to that next level, you know? What a powerful message from Ember. I'd love to know what your key takeaways were. To find out more about working with Ember Renee, check out her website, emberrenee.com. I have a link for it in the show notes. You can also check out her Facebook group in the show, in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Ember, for your time. And thank you all for listening and share this.